Want to support the show and get free stuff while you do so? Go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Does it come with a man to wear it for? Here is our real present. I got it. Why is Megan calling here? Hey, where are you? She's my family now. Everyone should be home for Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas. I'm going to bury the hatchet in your head. That was not Megan. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. (laughs) It was fun. When looking for a home for sale, it's not uncommon for the value of a place to be reduced if someone died in it. But at the same time, if it's discovered that one of the previous residents of a home was a child who went crazy and murdered his family in it, then it would definitely make for an awesome sorority house 15 years later. Just make sure to keep all of your windows upstairs locked while talking about the lore of the killer, as tonight, the dolls bring home the 2022 spooky holiday season by revisiting 2006's Black Christmas. And now, the dolls of horror. It's showtime. Hi guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And this is our last episode of Christmas Spooky Season. Oh, ho, ho, no. Oh, Oh, it went by fast. It always does. So sad. I mean, technically, it's the last episode of Christmas Spooky Season, but we do have one more episode for New Year's Spooky Season, so it's still a holiday. We do. We got some holiday left right. in us. A little bit more holiday left. Uh, but we know yeah. Christmas is my favorite spooky oh, season. No. Oh, my goodness, girl. Off topic. Somebody <laughs> made a TikTok mashup video of a TikTok I made. Um, I, I just posted, like, a, the picture of our lineup. Okay. This horror with some sleigh ride music or whatever in the background, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm not good. I'm not good at these things like you are. So I'm very like bare bones on the TikTok <laughs> stuff. Um, and you know how they'll do like the split screen reaction? Yeah. He split the screen and was and was like, save the horror for Halloween. What is this Christmas horror stuff? Like he was like <gasps> so over it. And I was like. Oh, dude! Shit! Let me take my rings off. Let me take my jewelry off. My ears off. Yeah. <laughs> oh I'm, hell no! No. And I, I was like, I haven't responded because I want to find the best response, and I think the best response might actually come in this movie, a, a line from this movie. <laughs> oh, goody! But, oh, I think I know the one. Exactly. Oh, I, know you know I think. The one. Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> But it was just so funny because I thought to myself, Halloween is for amateurs. People who only celebrate spooky in October, they're not really spooky. They're not really spooky. Mm-mm. We're spooky all year long. Yeah, I would just, I laughed out loud when I saw that. And Oh, that's hilarious. And to quote my, my friend who's a big on the TikTok and Instagram, I've tagged you on some of his videos uh, screen name the guy with the hair his name is josiah oh. frazier mm-hmm. um 
whenever someone sends him a negative comment, he'll repost it and saying, I love my fans. <laughs> now, I have definitely done the thing where I've had um, I've had some very hateful comments on <sighs> YouTube. OK, there are haters out there. Um, and I just said, um, thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much for watching. Because yes. it actually helps my boost me in the algorithm. So thank you so much. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the more you comment, is. the more I get seen. So thank you so much. Invite your friends to come leave me some comments too. Invite your friends to come hate too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of room. <laughs> yeah, just I always just says, I love my fans. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so good. Anyway, yeah. yeah. It made me laugh out loud. So that's hilarious. Like, yeah. I you know, I explained, so my editor is really into what we do. He is not into horror movies, like, at all. Um, but, so I tell him, you know, oh, you want me to pick Christmas movies to write about? And I'm like, well, my favorites. And he's like, none of your favorites. And I was like, um, <laughs> but there is, like, a really wide pool of great ones. And then my coworker actually chimed in on an email chain we had. And he's like, Jamie's right. There are a lot of really good Christmas horror movies. And he listed off Gremlins, Krampus, and then Silent Night, Deadly Night. And I was like dude Graham, i had no idea what where have you been like we need to talk man <laughs> yeah so it's true it's, it's a true. good season it's true and there's such variety there is yes so anyways <sighs> tonight we're going to be revisiting black christmas from 2006 yes oh. okay so the first time we did this movie with tori was December 21st, 2019. Oh. So that was pretty much the one-month mark. Wow. I know. So this was super early in our episodes and our podcast. It wasn't fully formed yet. It was kind of, uh, you know, a preemie <laughs> at that moment. So... I, of course, like we did with Black Christmas uh, last year, I just really wanted to do this one, too. Yeah, and now I get to jump on, so mm -hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited to do this one. I'm so excited to hear what you think about this, because I don't think we've talked about this one a whole lot. We always talk about the original when I talk to you about Black Christmas, so I'm pretty jazzed. Jamie, when's the first time you've seen Black Christmas 2006? So it's so funny. I don't remember. There were periods of time where I was like, I haven't seen that. And then I watched it again a while back and I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this like three times. And then I watched it again this time and I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this like a grip of times. Um, so I don't know when I saw it. I have like first view amnesia on this one. I don't know if that ever happens to you, but I definitely have some amnesia when it comes to my personal history with this movie. I don't know. Um, but I will say, um, you know, obviously the original is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's like literally my favorite Christmas movie ever made. It's a 10 for me. Um, that being said, I do enjoy this one. I think it's fun. And this is during that period in the 2000s where they made things like super gory and like gritty. And I'm a fan of that. But I don't know when I first saw it. <laughs> what about you? Very funny story. Okay. <laughs> so, I was on a date. <laughs> Ooh, it was a date movie. Uh, well, it almost was a date movie. Okay. okay. We went to dinner at <laughs> an Italian restaurant in Bakersfield. It was one of the most popular Italian restaurants in Bakersfield. And I can't remember what it's called. I should have looked it up. Um, it's where everyone went when they wanted to go to a fancy Italian dinner. Right? Okay. 
Um, and he knew I loved horror. And so he's like, well, after this, we'll go see Black Christmas. That being said, I don't think I'd seen the original at this time. Okay. I'm not sure. I just was like, it's Christmas. It's horror. I'm in. Yeah. But I wasn't feeling so good after dinner because food makes my stomach not feel good. And I just decided to, to say that I wasn't feeling good and um, skip the movie and go home. So it was almost a date movie. Almost. And I feel like shit because for the life of me, I can't remember what this guy's name was. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out because we had mutual friends. He was actually a friend of one of my exes who I'm still on very good terms with. Yeah. Right. And I was like, wow, what? Is it Joe? John, Josh, I, I swear, I feel like such a dick. I don't, I can't, it's like, name's gone, out of my brain. <laughs> don't feel like a dick. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. There are many guys I've dated in my life where we started just calling them like a code name. Uh, there was a guy we called Cavs. I met him at a bar. <laughs> He'd wear these shorts and he showed off his calves. So we started calling him Cavs. My friend, my girlfriends and I, then I the, went out with me that night. And so then, you know, we started kind of like seeing each other a little bit. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, I really hope I don't accidentally call him Cavs because like I kind of don't remember his actual name. So it happens. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we were like Facebook friends for forever. And I was trying to like scroll through my Facebook friends list to try to find him and I couldn't find him. And I'm like, wow, I'm an asshole. Um, yeah, cause we never, I don't think we did go out on another date, but you know, we still were chatty. Yeah. And did you watch Black Christmas after the date or at some point after the date because he brought it up and you were like, I should watch that still. A few years later. Okay. So, uh, I mean, hey. He yeah. played a part in you watching this movie. So Did. a few years later, I bought it as a blind buy on DVD. There we go. And I've loved it ever since. Actually, that's a lie. I haven't loved it from the beginning. I liked it okay from the beginning. But this is one of those movies. Every Christmas season, I like it a little bit more. I think it's grown on me over time for sure. Um, mm -hmm. I think a lot of movies during that era, like I said, that 2000s mm -hmm. kind of era have really grown on me over time because mm -hmm. I watch them now and I'm like, Man, that was like a gory, a really gory period of gory movies. Um, and I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I didn't give it enough credit at the time. You know what I yeah. mean? And this was the early 2000s as opposed yeah. to maybe 2015 where things got really perfect and glossy and just mm -hmm. too, too polished. Yeah. This is like, we're talking like 2000 to 2010 at the most era, but yeah. like 2008 yeah. or so. 2005, 2008, this area in there, all really gory, gory movies. Yep, yeah. They show you everything, and I like that. Well, I like most it. everything. I like it. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah, so that's my origin story for Black Christmas 2006. And I was laughing out loud when I was trying to think of the answer to this question, and I'd totally forgotten about that whole story. And I was like, oh. <gasps> Oh, this is good. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay. So for those of you who have not seen Black Christmas 2006, here is the synopsis. Spoilers up the wazoo on this one. Yes, many spoilers ahead. An escaped maniac returns to his childhood home that is now a sorority house and begins to murder the sorority sisters and anybody else in the way. 
Mm-hmm. And Love he stops it. for cookie breaks sometimes. Cookie breaks are very important. Okay. <laughs> they are. They are. This one has <laughs> for a fun fucking cast. Andrea Martin. Um, returns from the original Black Christmas, not yeah. playing the same character, but I love the legacy character or like le- legacy cast member. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Michelle Trachtenberg, Kristen Cloak, among others. So many people in this movie. I know. Mm-hmm. This was written and directed by Glenn Morgan, who wrote The X Files. He did Final Destinations one and three. He did Willard, and he also did that show that I keep talking about over and over again, The Others. Oh, yeah. I need to watch that. It's come up too many times. Well, it's a problem. I want to watch it, too. I can't find it. That's a problem. Oh, I'm on a mission now, girl. Yeah. it's only. I think it only lasted around 13 episodes, but it seriously was my favorite show at the time. Hmm, okay. Really All right. I'm plotting. Yeah. I'm going to find it. Yeah, girl. It was spooky. You would really like it. Great cast, fun Ooh. stories, good, good direction. You would love it. I know you would. <sighs> I'm going to find it. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and this was also, of course, based on the characters of Roy Moore's characters in this original screenplay. And um, Bob Clark also has something to do with this one. He was the producer. He also was on set um, uh... a lot. Um, I know because of the all the special features, he was on set. And wasn't in the way, was just having fun and observing. That's so awesome. Yeah. I... I'm not going to go into a huge rant on it, but I just got to say, I love Bob Clark so, so, so mm-hmm. much. I think he's a genius. Um, I, obviously, I love Black Christmas. I love that he also made a Christmas story. So, like, talk about, like, the two most, like, well, like, come, some of the most well-known Christmas movies from such different sides of the pond, I guess. Um, I love that. And he did Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things, too, which is, like, a fun little movie as well. <laughs> so, I just love Bob Clark. I love I that he was too. involved. He was involved, full blessing, and was present. Aww. Not just that, was actually there. So. Good. That that yeah. definitely that definitely makes me like it even more. I didn't really know how involved he was, yeah. um, so that makes me like it even more. If it gets, if it has Bob's stamp of approval, I'm yeah, I'm there. Yeah, at least it did. You know, this happens. You hear this happening a lot. It will have a stamp of approval in the beginning, but the censors take over, editors take over, mm. dis- distributors take over, and then it becomes a completely different movie than what they made. Of course. Yeah. So he liked it at the time of making. I don't know how he felt about it later. Sure, um, yeah. The final product, but that's not their fault. Oh, yeah. So. Editors. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the powers that be that make you change things. Yeah. That's the whole theory. Yeah. I was gonna say it's the whole theory the um that a a camel is a horse designed by committee, like that throwaway joke. <laughs> so Yeah. In <laughs> fact there was a fun fact and I don't think I wrote it down, but they actually made them add extra gore and Glenn Morgan didn't want that and didn't like that. Oh, interesting. Yep. And so it made him really not like the film as much as the original because he didn't want all that gratuitous gore that we love so much. There's a lot of gore in this one. I know. You know, the Weinsteins came in and said, we need more gore. More blood. More blood. More eyeballs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I saw the eyeballs. <laughs> I know. I was like, woohoo. I, I said to myself, I know Jamie is so happy oh with the eyes Oh my God, right eyeballs galore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Jumping right on in with our favorite kill. 
Why would he want to kill his own girlfriend? There's always some stupid bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. There were 18 kills in this movie. Yeah, there are a lot of them. 18. Yeah. <sighs> what do you got? Um, okay, so being seeing that there's 18 kills, I did write down three that caught my eye. I had three also. Okay, do you want to do a back Four. and forth? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start with my winner and then we can go. Okay. okay, go backwards. Okay, my winner, of course, I mean, I'm pretty sure this was my winner from the first time I did this one because of what it is. But I just love Dana um, gets killed with the ice skate to the head. I mean, it was quite nice. That's my favorite kill, too. I couldn't remember her name. I just wrote Dawn because I know Michelle Trachtenberg from Buffy, you know, so right. much because that was my show. Um, still is. Um, so I was like, Dawn's kill. Um, but yeah, it's great because, first of all, I love that, like, she she fights back, right? Like, she's yeah. bagged and then she fights back and she's like, open in that window and that ice skate and you, the head is just, like, so gnarly and good so great it's so great and of course the ice skate is what made it for me of course i knew it too i was I like know. this is my favorite one and i bet it's summer's too because there's an ice skate it's and maybe that's part of why it's my favorite too because it made me think Aww. of you a little bit <laughs> yeah, i'm fairly certain that i'm that was my favorite the first time i did this but i don't didn't look at my notes so i'm not sure but it's just something that always sticks out to me yeah okay let's see here Next, I just love Mrs. Max icicle through the head. Definitely. So pretty. Yeah. Um, okay, so my next one is actually going to be um, Billy's mom, just because you get the strangulation with the Christmas lights, you know, that's fun. And yeah. then he just beats her with a rolling pin. And then he makes mama cookies out of her. <laughs> and you're like, you see him with the cookie cutter, right? And it's all festive. And you're like, oh, no, he's not going to do that, is he? And you're like, yes, he is. <laughs> and then he, like, that's, uh, puts the cookie cutter in her back and makes cookies. And he's, like, eating these, like, flesh mama cookies with, like, uh. milk. And it's like, I'm so gross. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Piggybacking off of that, I also notated Billy's dad, maybe? Oh. Mm -hmm. Um stabbed through the back of the head and his eyeball comes out the front yeah yeah that was good too so many oh. good eyeball moments while i think the dance of the snowflake snowflakes is playing in the background yeah it's perfect it's perfect it's so good <laughs> um did you have any others because i got more i do have one more okay. um you know, and I I can't believe I didn't put an eyeball one down because there was so Me much too. eyeball eyeball gore in this. I think I was overloaded with it, um, but I loved it because I love me some eyeball torture, so I loved it. But the only the other one I wanted to mention was Billy um, when he gets impaled at the end on the Christmas tree. That is beautiful. Mwah. That is beautiful. I got some others. Okay. Okay. I had more than four. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I just love it that our winner is the same though. That's. Again, why we're best friends, right? It's magical. It is magical. <laughs> All right. Um, Lacey Chabert's character mm -hmm. pulled under the house, killed with a garden tool. Pretty good. Pretty good. Beautiful corpse. Oh, great corpse. Also, I love um, Eve's head falling out of the car. Oh, that's fun, too. That's mm -hmm. a nice little, you know, fun decapitation reveal. Yes. And can I just give an honorable mention, you know, 
for the sake of the original, the suffocation scene of Claire in the beginning. I mean, I love it that they threw that in there. It's a real, real love letter to the original. Yeah, I really liked that too. It, it made me feel like happy because that's such a beautiful moment in the original. It's like oh, such a moment of film that I just like love so, so much with the inside the bag shot. They mm -hmm. even had like, mm -hmm. you know, a moment of the that. And I, and, mm. Yes. And I was like, all right, okay. They had yep. to leave that in there because that's like so iconic to the whole Black Christmas thing. So yeah, it I love is. That too. And I can't, you know, we see this all the time. They'll remake a movie and there's like no even small references to the original. And it always makes me sad when they don't pay tribute to you know no. their source material and i just love it that they they added that in because like you said it is such a big part of the original absolutely yeah no i i, I thought they were very respectful to the original with this one while making it its own you know and i think yep. that's how you make like a successful reboot yeah is you respect the original and you pay little tributes to the original and nods to the original but yep. you know you add your own thing to it yep for sure okay fashion moment so many looks <laughs> yeah looks yes there were <laughs> so many christmas looks yeah you know um this one i really didn't have as many as many fashion moments as i did the original for example because okay. the 70s is my era so that one had like a million things for me to see where i'm like i want that and i want that and i want that this one you know i'm like oh, you know there's a couple things i like what you got okay um so Claire's sister, she has that fabulous long black coat. I know it's not super, like, flashy or anything, but there's even a moment where one of the characters says, I love your coat, um, and it's just, like, gorgeous. So that's my winner. It's beautiful. I wouldn't wear it here, obviously, but, you know, it's nice. And then um, Miss Mac has this really cute little cardi with flowers on it, and I thought she looked so cute in it, and I really love the cardi. So those are my two looks. Oh, overwear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So oh, those as well. I loved Mrs. Mac's Santa hat, too. I thought it was cute. She wore it the whole time. Mm -hmm. She's I, so cute. Yeah. I really loved Kelly's white sweater. It was beautiful. It was perfect. Perfect Definitely. on her as well. I also loved um, Dana's black sweater. And then she's wearing like, it's very low cut plunging. And there's like this red, like peekaboo bra coming out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was great. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character's got this great little red cardigan and a collared shirt underneath it. Very preppy, very cute. Yeah. And um, what's the drunk girl's name? Oh, I'm trying to remember now because she's awesome. Lee? Uh, yes, it's Lauren. Okay, so I should remember that. <laughs> so Lauren's pajama wear. <laughs> I was going to say her pajamas, of course. <laughs> <laughs> because let's be real. If I was at a Christmas party or sorority party, if I was home and people were celebrating Christmas, they're all dolled up, they're Christmas ready, and she's just in her pajamas and a tank top, and that would be me. So I'm, you know, as much as I loved all those other looks, I'm going to pick that as my winner because that is the most relatable to me. Yeah. Hey, I love me a good set of PJs, so. Yeah, exactly. Pajama party. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Funny story. Um. One of my attorneys uh, said that 
she tried to invite me over for Thanksgiving because she felt Okay. bad because I didn't have anywhere to go on Thanksgiving. Honestly, I was so fine. I was like at home in my pajamas and not really wanting to put on clothes. It was just a great day off because I haven't had one of those in a while, right? Yeah. Uh, but that she said her husband didn't want company over because he wanted to stay in his pajamas. And I'm like, dude, if you tell me it's a pajama party, I'm Me in. either. And Yeah. then I, and I said, in fact, I'm not coming to a house that doesn't allow me to wear my pajamas. Girl, we allow PJs at my Thanksgiving dinners 100%. My dad is in PJs every single year. I pretty much feel overdressed every time I go over. And I'm like, I'm in jeans and a nice shirt and that's it. Right. Yeah. So the thought was very, very sweet. But she said her husband was like, you know, was like, yeah, I just want to like stay, stay in my pajamas and, you know, be casual like that, like that, like, like bedtime casual. I'm like, that's my only type of, of, of casual I like. That is my holiday <laughs> wear. yes. If you told me that it was a pajama party, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just had, I just flashed on that because Love again, it. that would be me. Yeah. Best hair. How's my hair? Hurricane proof. Hey, it's all about the hair. All the hair was so pretty. It was so hard to choose because all these actresses are gorgeous. Um, and I, I like like a lot of them. Um, I had to give it to Kelly, though, I think. She's our blonde, our Yeah. main. Um, but it's the moment, me and those high ponytails, just a look that I could never have myself. So I think I always like like them when I see it. I'm Yeah. like, cute. So she had it like up in a kind of high ponytail. And it's like all wavy and pretty. And I just thought her hair looked so pretty like that. So She, she's high got pony the best envy. curls. Yep. Best curls. Mm -hmm. She She's does. so great. Nice waves. Yeah, I thought about her too. I liked it a lot in all of the moments. But I did think about you and the high pony. I said, I bet she's going to pick Kelly. I want that high pony. I know you do. <laughs> One day. No, probably never. But maybe I'll get like a wig or an extension or something and make it happen one day. That's true. Hey, You know. um, when I was at Flashback Weekend, Lisa Wilcox was wearing, as Robert England said, her 60s hair. She had this really long ponytail clip in. Yeah, You know, she they have like them. her go-go hair, you know. I love that. I know, right? So you definitely could rock a high pony clipping. I'm going to have to do it. Mm -hmm. For it's sure. all I want for Christmas is a high ponytail. <laughs> 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 it's a lot harder than it sounds, guys. it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I had two. okay. Okay. Again, as you said, everyone's hair is just perfect. I loved it. It was good. But um, my runner up goes to Michelle Trachtenberg's big curly hair. I mean, it was so pretty. Her hair is so thick and so beautiful. And, you know, I love, I love brunettes. I love curls. So there's that. But, you know, my winner, I have to say it, Heather, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, because her bang game is strong. Oh, her bang game is awesome. Yep. So she's definitely my winner just on bangs alone. Oh, yeah, her bangs are awesome. Yeah, so good. Okay. Prop we would like to own. I brought something out from my train. Where did you get that? Girl, my list was so long, I had to really trim it. I um I trim mine down to one, two, three, four items. Four. I bet we have some of the same things. We might. Okay. Should I go first? Go first. Okay. 
I'll start with my number one. What I want most of all, um, I just want the eyeball collection, please. All the <laughs> eyeballs in this movie. Like, we didn't really have, like, an eyeball theme in the first one, but um, I like that the eyeball theme was strong in this one. I mean, he really goes for the eyeballs. I think one of the first ones we see, he's, like, chewing on Agnes's eyeball or whatever, yes. and I'm like, eyeballs. <laughs> so I just, like, all the eyeballs. I'll display them really beautifully somehow. Well, it's like you said, eyeball overload. I know. There's so many. You could put them in this like display case, like a long That's case, and you could have like little plaques underneath about whose eyeballs yes. they are. I know, and it would say the names. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm so glad I didn't. <laughs> I'm not so glad. I'm so mad I didn't think of that. Don't worry. I got you on okay, that one. <laughs> so I'm stealing Tori's because ever since she said it when we recorded this, I've wanted it. Yeah. The unicorn, the glass unicorn. She said that she wanted it. And ever since she said it, I've wanted it. I've always wanted the glass unicorn. That's like a favorite moment in the original for me. Yeah. I, I want the original one more because like the, all the blood on it and stuff. But yeah. this one's probably bloody too. I mean, they're stabbing. <laughs> it's so good, right? Yeah. Okay. What do you got next? Okay, um, next, I would really like the little unwrapped star that says, oh. I'll be home for Christmas. In the, I think it's when he's about to escape from prison or whatever, and he has the little star, and he open, the guard opens it up, and it says, I'll be home for Christmas. Aw, I don't have that either. This is exciting. We got a different list. Mm -hmm. All right, next, I would truly love the newspaper dated December 29, 1991. Aw, you know I had to pick paper at some point, right? Yes. I also had um, the newspaper-wrapped present that Billy sets out because I liked that it was in the newspaper. There you go. I want it after it's unwrapped and you want it wrapped. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Next, I have the ballerina snow globe in the opening. I knew it. I knew that was going to be on your list. I saw it and I was know. like, oh, this is going to be on Summer's list somewhere. It has to be. It it's just true. has to be. It's true. Uh, my last item is the gift tag that just says to Billy from Santa. Um, it's on his present and I think it's cute and it would go with my eyeball collection and maybe some props from the original as well. A whole black Christmas display. <laughs> right. I got two more. Okay. <laughs> And again, this is the trimmed down list. I understand. There's a lot of good ones. <laughs> there are. Okay, so I would like the watch, the family forever engraved watch. Mm -hmm. um, but I want it in the box with the note. P.S. I did have a watch exactly like that once, minus the engraving. Oh, I loved the watch. I wrote it down on my initial notes. Mm -hmm. Didn't make the final cut for me, but I do love the watch. Really pretty. It probably made the final because I did have one like that, but I want this one with the engraving and the box and the note and all that good stuff. All the accessories totally. that come with it. Yeah. And um, I mean, last but not least, how could you not? I don't even know how this didn't make your list. I don't know how it didn't make my list originally. It was an afterthought. And I'm like, oh, ooh, leg lamp. <laughs> I saw that in the background and I thought about it. I did because I'm like, oh, it's like the leg lamp from Christmas Story. And exactly. this is a remake of Bob Clark's movie. What the fuck? And exactly. I was like, that's cute. <laughs> Little Easter egg in there. And that is like a twofer. It could be my prop from a Christmas story and my prop from Black Christmas. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. I noticed that too. I noted it because I was like. Oh, it's like Christmas Story, and this is a Bob Clark, a, a remake of a Bob Clark movie. It made me happy. 
Exactly. Again, another tribute to what his past work, not just Black Christmas, but the Christmas story. To him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's a king. I, he, I, I love it. He's dead now, right? He passed already, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Hey, at least he got to see this made. One of I his know. most beloved movies remade. I know. So. It's pretty cool. Okay. It's time for Epic Lines. Boy, the next word that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant fucking Mark Twain shit because it's definitely getting chiseled on your tombstone. I have so many. I have, I narrowed it down to three. <sighs> so there's here's my deal. I was working with my original list, not not with the physical list in front of me from the first time we did this, but I remembered the lines I picked, but then I found more I liked too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had those and then more. So I will let you go. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. There are some good ones in there. I'm like looking at my three and I'm like, which one is my top one now? Okay. Uh, my, my third one, I'll save my favorite one for last. My third one, it's towards the beginning. It's um, Lacey's character. I can't think of the girl's name. Um, but she just has like such great attitude when she says it where she says i'd like to bury the hatchet with my sister right in the head didn't i see claire earlier isn't she upstairs writing a card to her sister no i think her sister picked her up earlier remember this is the occasion for claire and her sister and her mom to bury the hatchet and rediscover each other to bury the hatchet with my sister right in her head <laughs> Love it. So cute. Um, okay. And then my next one is, um, I think and we kind of like referenced this a little bit earlier when you were talking about Halloween movies. Um, and it's when our drunky pants <laughs> says, Christmas is more about warding off evil spirits than Halloween. What Christmas shit in this room resembles anything Christian? And then she goes into all the pagan shit that Christmas has. Exactly. Okay. I... I drew that name. But can I say, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm really not okay with any of this. I mean, buying a Christmas present for a serial killer? No, you see, serial killers murder repeatedly for sexual thrill. Billy Lenz was a spree killer. Dude just fucking lost it. Thank you. Oh, whatever, Melissa, okay? I'm just offended by a, a pagan sacrifice to ward off evil spirits on Christmas. Yeah, they were just having a little bit of fun. Christmas is more about warding off evil spirits than Halloween. What Christmas shit in this room resembles anything Christian, huh? It's all neo-pagan magic. Christmas tree, a magical rite ensuring the return of the crops. The mistletoe is nothing but a conception charm. Fifth century Christians jacked a Roman winter festival. 12 days in December where the nights were long and the earth was roamed by the demons of chaos. And fucking Santa Claus? This fat voyeur that watches you all year long to Make sure you live up to his standards of decency before breaking into your house. And that is different from what Billy did, how? Billy didn't break in. Billy lived here. Ooh. So good. It's so, so true. Good. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's one of my favorite lines clips the, the whole thing i can't even call it a line because it's the whole conversation but it's one of my favorite parts in the entire movie yeah it's so good 
Um, but my winner also has to go to our drunky pants, Lauren, because I love her so much. Um, and it's, it's when she says, I'm starting to see the sugar plum fairies. I don't need to hear those fuckers, too. Who hasn't gotten a gift yet? Uh, Lauren, just give her a shot of tequila. Wish her happy holidays and she's good to go. Happy holidays. All right, look, I know this is the whole secret Santa thing, but I know um, Claire drew your name. <laughs> oh yeah, she gave me anything good? Oh yeah, it's a music box. Uh, Place Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies. Oh, fuck no. I'm starting to see the Sugar Plum Fairies. I don't need to hear the little fuckers too. Language, language. <laughs> <laughs> that was Thank one of my you. new additions to my list. Awesome. <laughs> yep, love it, love it. Love it. Okay. So I'm glad that you picked all the lines I picked because this made my list a whole lot easier to choose from. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> yes. My my winner winner, I got to say, it does go to the whole what shit in this room represents Christian Christmas. Mm -hmm. So that is my winner winner. But ignoring that, I picked a new winner. Okay. And it's almost a tie, honestly. If I were to pick blind, it'd be a tie. But my second runner up, my number three goes to when the sorority sisters are one sorority sister is explaining to the other sorority sister that Christmas is just Darwin. Lauren, we're opening up presents. Claire, we're opening up presents. Okay, I realize that you're an only child, so let me explain. Christmas is just Darwin. The week get eaten. We're opening up gifts right now! If you're not downstairs in five minutes, your presents are mine! I <laughs> love it. So good. So good. Okay. My first runner up, my number two. This was on my original list, and I know it might have been my winner. Um, if not, it was, I only had three on my original list when we did this the first time. So this was one of them. And that is Dick Cheney is a better sister to you than your sister. <sighs> okay. Hmm. Bill? Yeah. You're a better sister to me than my own sister. Yeah, and Dick Cheney's a better sister to you than your sister. <laughs> yep. My winner though, my number one, it's going to when they get one of their calls. Ooh. And one of them says dial star sixty nine and the other one says that just calls him back unless there's something you need him to clarify. Hey, shouldn't you get going? Don't you have lots of toys to deliver to good little boys and girls? Get out of my house. I'm gonna kill you. Call the police. Please. Police ain't gonna do shit about one whack job phone call. This is Dial Star 69. That just calls him back unless there's something you need him to clarify. <laughs> so so good. many good lines. I know. So many good lines. Love it. Okay. So now it is time to talk about our actors. But before we do that, we need to take an ad break. Now there's about 20 of them out there. What will we do? Don't worry, we're safe in here. They'll never get in. Why is it that in every zombie story, people always think that their safe haven is invulnerable? I know. It's like, hello, the walkers are totally going to get in. You better get ready for it. No! Diane, get behind me. 
No, it's not stopping! Do something, Jack! And another thing. How come nobody in a zombie story has ever seen a zombie story? Do you know how much time in human life would be saved if just one person in the group was up on the genre? What do we do? Aim for, for the, the head. head! What? Aim, Aim for, for the, the head. head! You heard them! Aim for the head! Quick, Diane, I think we should try and fix the barricades. I think we should listen to them. Now that's the first good idea they've had all episode. I still don't think they're going to make it. Aim for the Head, a weekly podcast covering the hit AMC programs The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Join hosts Diana and Steve as they recap and discuss the latest episodes. Aim for the Head, available on iTunes. You can also follow them on Facebook. And now for actors. I know every face in here. i got a respect for the unknown actor. Okay, so let's kick this one off with our legacy cast member, Andrea Martin, playing Mrs. Mack. Oh, she's so great. She's always so great. Of course, we did talk about her when we did the original, but let's talk about her again because I can never get enough. Yeah, I mean, she was in a ton of like, she did voice work in a lot of like animated shows I loved when I was younger. Um, I didn't write them all down, but she was in like an episode of Freakazoid. She was in some Nickelodeon like episodes. So she did a lot of that stuff. Um, other things I think of her in are Hedwig and the Angry Inch and Big Fat Greek Wedding for sure. Oh, for sure. You know, be me being the Broadway nerd that I am. She was in the Broadway production of My Favorite Year with Tim Curry and Lainey Kazan, also from My Big Fat Greek Wedding, right? Yeah. You've mentioned this one. Yeah. Yep. Loved her in that. Probably my favorite character in that show, too. So love that. She was also in The Producers. She was in the 1993 TV movie Gypsy with Bette Midler. Oh, okay. Playing Mama Rose. Mm hmm, mm -hmm. She had a bit part in Inner Space. We've talked about that one before. It's a comedy. It's great. And as you said, many, many, many voiceovers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, of course, Black Christmas. Of course. And she's <laughs> awesome in that too. Of course. She's awesome in everything. She's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mary Elizabeth Winstead playing Heather. Girl, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since we've had Passions Talk. But oh, it has been a while. I know. I can't believe it's been this long. But I think the first time I saw Mary Elizabeth was when she was playing Jessica Bennett in Passions. And I've been a fan ever since. Aww. I lied. That's the second time I saw her. First time I saw her was in Promised Land. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And possibly Touched by an Angel. They all came around the same time, but she was in the D. Wallace episode of Touched by an Angel. That's nice. So with yeah. Mama D. Mama D. She played a gymnast. Aw. Yeah, with Mama D. So, yeah. She was in the picture, that collage picture. Um, I was sure to include her photo in it that I had to sign. That's awesome. Yeah, I love her. I got more, but what do you got? Um, well, I think of her in horror for sure. So I uh, I love her in 10 Cloverfield Lane. That's mm -hmm. like really one of the only Cloverfield movies I like, um, to be honest. I'm not really into that series, but that one is really good. And a part of it is her. Um, uh, of course, Final Destination 3. We got a couple people in, in this movie from that movie. Um, so I'm like, I got to watch FD3 again. It's been a bit. Um, Death Proof, 
like that one. And she's in Swiss Army Man, which was a really quirky, quirky little black comedy that had the kid who plays Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, yeah. As one of the mains. Um, and that one was really good, too. Awesome. Also, The Thing from 2011. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The prequel one. And The Ring Part 2. Mm-hmm. So there's more horror there, too. And Passions, I consider to be like a campy horror soap opera. So if we're yeah. talking about the horror, there's always the passion stuff. Though it was pretty pretty silly and fun. For sure. Yeah. There was witchcraft and magic in it. Living doll. I mean, everything that I love. Mm-hmm. Okay. Katie Cassidy playing Kelly. In my brain, I go back and forth on if her character is Kelly or if she's Kelly because Katie Kelly, and Kelly. Kelly, Katie, it's yeah. close. So – if I have a slip of the tongue, and then Cassidy, I'm like, oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> if I have a slip of the tongue and call her the wrong name, I'm sorry. Um, what do you know Katie from? Most Mostly I knew her from the Nightmare remake, oh, yeah. which I just yeah. saw not all that long ago for the first time, actually. Um, other than I can that, hear I... the eye roll in your voice just now. <laughs> I was like, mm, that movie, I was not a fan. Um, I did watch it because I, we keep talking about it. And I'm like, I need to just watch it. I've never watched it. I can't talk shit if I've never seen exactly. it. Um, and, you know, that's what I've always said, too. I was like, I, you know, I've never seen it. So I can't really talk shit about it. Didn't look yep. like something I'd be into. But I watched it. And I was like, mm, I'm not into it. But I do remember her from it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and that's about it. I mean, I think maybe, yeah, that was about it that I recognized her from. I had a couple of other things, not too many. Now, I do know that she was a regular on the show Arrow for eight years, though I only watched a couple of episodes. Yeah, I never saw that one. Yeah, and it was only because it was on, the TV was on, and it just came on, so I just left it on because I'm lazy. I don't know. So she was a very big part on that for a very long time. So I think that's what most people might recognize her from because eight years Mm -hmm. is quite a while. Yeah. I also somehow acquired this on dvd the remake of when a stranger calls from 2006 just like i haven't seen that i mean it's it's fine it's nothing too special but it's fine um like i said i own it and i can never throw away my dvds so i uh, will own it for forever (laughs) and then also seventh heaven okay Mm -hmm. because i was a regular watcher of that Okay, okay. Michelle Trachtenberg playing Melissa. Uh, I love this girl. <laughs> Same. Well, the first time I saw this movie, I was like, oh, shit, it's Harriet. I know. And see, I think of her as Harriet the Spy, but I always think of her as as Dawn, Buffy's little sister mm-hmm. in, the, in the Buffy series, because she's a pretty big part in that. She comes yeah. in, like, season four. Four, I think, or maybe for several years, five. Right? Yeah, she's on for the rest of the for the rest of the show. Um, I think she comes in on season four or five, and um, I think it was seven seasons in total. So she's mm-hmm. like Don. She's like Buffy's sister. So she's a pretty big, pretty big part. And I remember um, sometimes I feel bad about it because I'm like, man, I love Michelle. Um, I gave so much shit to that character because she was so annoying. But um, I, I do love Michelle. <laughs> Me too. I mean, I've loved her again from my childhood, from the child yeah. stuff, the Harriet the Spy, She's... Pete and Pete. Yeah. Inspector Gadget. Yep. What else? I Euro got Trip. I mean, older, you know, when she's right. older, but I love Euro Trip. That movie cracks me up. So love her. You want to know something really hilarious? Mm-hmm. She was in this 
I don't know if it's like a Hallmark movie. I don't think it was a movie of the week. I think that was after the movie of the week's kind of like fizzled out. But it was a, <laughs> it was a, uh, a movie called Ice Princess about a, a nerdy girl who learns how to skate by using her physics knowledge. I saw that on the on her IMDb and I thought of you. I'm like, I, I have a feeling Summer's seen this one. I have seen this one. I saw it first run. I saw it when it was I, brand new. I believe and you. The, so there was that. And then the fact that she gets killed with an ice skate was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. So, yeah. Uh, ice Princess was, was a, fun, a fun little movie. Nice. Okay. Lisa Chabert plays Dana. Um, I mean, of course, Party of Five for me is probably the very first thing I always think about because she was on the show for so long and that's probably the first time I saw her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, mean Girls is the first thing I think of with mm -hmm. her. I love her not so much. I fucking love Mean Girls. Um, she's also in that another teen movie. I've brought that movie up before on this show. Love that one. Um, I also I didn't know this before, but she was like a voice in Anastasia. Oh, I didn't know that. I think she she did like a young Anastasia or okay. like um an Anastasia like song or something, and right. I loved that movie. Okay. I didn't know that about her. Yeah, and then, of I, course, uh, she was in a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies that I'm sure you've <laughs> seen, like, all of them. I, saw I have them a favorite. <laughs> okay. I was like, wow. I was like, um, Lacey has a catalog for summer for sure. <laughs> Damn right she does. So let's, I just want to go talk about the voiceover again real quick because while I was too old for this show, my brother and sister were the prime age for the Wild Thornberries when it came on. I did like the wild thornberries. It was a little, it, it was like a little late. For, I was a little right. late for it, but I did like it when I saw it. Tim Curry did voice on that too, right? Hell yeah, yeah. he did. It was a good cast. It was a good cast. Very cool cast. Again, I'm like 20 years removed, so I like, it's, it's sketchy in my brain, but yeah. So I was watching that with, with the kiddos as well. And then um, horror wise, she was in an anthology called Sanitarium. This anthology had so many heavy hitters. It had a, a Robert England segment. It had a Malcolm McDowell segment. So many oh. people was in this movie. Um, she did a movie of the week called Imaginary Friend. It's like a Lifetime movie. Um, that was really, really good, too. Nice. I'll have to check that one out. It starred the girl from Center Stage. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Okay. Yep. And so that was recommended to me by um, Sarah. My horror buddy who also really loves, loved Center Stage. And I watched it and I loved it. Also, another musical reference. She played Baby June in that Bette Midler Gypsy movie. Oh, cool. So she's like young June in that. And my favorite Christmas movie she's done. Watch it every year. Ghost of Girlfriends Past. <laughs> you know, obviously a take on the Scrooge thing. Yep. But I just love it so much. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. But she's done Cute. so many Christmas movies, but that's my favorite. Aww. Yeah. And obviously, I haven't seen them all, but I'm working on it. I'm, I was going to say, there's time. I'm working on it, Lacey. I'm trying here. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lila Sevasta. I probably said that really wrong. Played Claire. Are you familiar with Claire? I'm not really familiar with Claire. 
So the only thing that I really, really saw was Masters of Horror. She was on an early episode of that. Yeah. And Santa is... Santa's Little Helper, another Christmas movie. I, I, I typed it wrong. I wrote Satan's Little Helper. That's another movie. I was going to say there is a Satan's Little I Helper. I know. I was that, that was that stutter. I was like, wait. Because I had, I had more notes. I said 2015 with Anna Lynn McCord. So I oh, was sure okay. to know. But I'm like, is that a typo? Because I don't remember her. Oh, that movie. So there you go. Yeah. Santa's a Little Helper with our girl Anna Lynn. Aww. Yeah. Good one. Good one. But that's kind of all. Yeah. I didn't really recognize her. She was in Joyride 3, which I didn't even know existed. I didn't either. I've seen the first one. <laughs> exactly. I, I've seen the second one, but I didn't know that they made more. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Lee, Claire's older sister. Kristen Cloak, our final destination girl. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I love her. She's so great. She's so beautiful and cool. It's just, it's so weird because I really thought I've seen her in more and I haven't. Um, I know her from Final Destination. She was in an episode of this show I like called Lore, which is based on a oh. podcast. Okay. Um, but other than that, not not too much. I have a little bit more. Uh, not a lot though. She was in, again, The Others. You know, another reason we need to find this show somewhere out there. Yes. She was in Willard. Oh, yeah, I did see that, too, actually. Yeah. yeah. And also, Diagnosis Murder Season 1. It was a two-parter, so she had two episodes. I did see that one, too. I yeah. forgot to write it down, but I noted it on there where yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. The kicker is, I think Diagnosis Murder was the first thing I'd seen her in because I saw that show first run, right? So that yeah, was, there you go. what, 94, 95, something like that, when mm -hmm. that episode aired. And um, then I saw final destination after that and i said that she looks really familiar it was dm it was the dm man yep always <laughs> always <laughs> okay Kristen, sorry crystal low plays lauren our drunkie mm -hmm. do you have anything for her I recognized her from a few things, actually. Loved her, by the way. Um, she's my favorite character in this because she's yeah. kind of like a um, – she's kind of like a version of, like, um, Margot, Margot's character in yeah, the first yeah. one. Yeah, definitely Cause that. Because she, she's the drunky pants in that one. And, she I mean, is. I she's my favorite character in that one. So I was really drawn to Lauren. Um, I, of course, FD3, we got some Final Destination 3 um, – alums in this one so it really makes me want to watch final destination three again i want to watch um, them all again i want it's been a while um, except for part seen... four i wasn't a fan of four i liked all the others yeah i haven't seen them in a while so i've been meaning to like give them another watch for fun you know those movies are fun but like i will say final destination gets to me sometimes like because you see the kills and then i like go out into the world and i'm like i am not driving behind that truck i am not driving behind it it's covered in logs i'm not doing it um, so yeah, it does get to me a little bit. I feel that way about roller coasters too. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. It takes the things that we experience in life and makes them scary. Um, she's also in Wrong Turn 2 and yep. Center Stage, which we just brought up. Yep. 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 Uh, let's see here. Actually, she was in Center Stage Part 2. Oh, mm hmm. Yep. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> the dancing was fun. So they had some legacy cast members, but uh, it was not the first one, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I mentioned this when we did our Tucker and Dale episode. Um, Breaker High about the high school on a cruise ship. (laughs) (laughs) Because Tyler was in that show. And I totally forgot about it. Uh, I know, right? She was in Children of the Corn from 2001. I think that one was Revelation. Um, Another Masters of Horror. You said Final Destination, Wrong Turn. Da, da, da. Also, so many Christmas movies, but I had to, I don't think I've seen any of them. Well, you got to get on it. I know. I'm on a Christmas movie overload. There's so many, and they make like 100 more every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would never catch up. <laughs> okay. So, Jessica Harmon plays Megan. The only thing I saw her in was Hollow Man 2. Not seen Hollow Man 2. I saw it on her list. Um, I haven't seen her in anything, but there's a movie on her list I would really like to see. It's called Chubacabra versus the Alamo. Ooh. I don't know what that means, but um, But I'm interested. I'm very curious. I love Chubacabras and... Versus the Alamo, I guess. Yep. Yep. I had a flashback. I had a flashback back to um, when we did our Hollow Man episode, and I just said exactly how I felt about Hollow Man Part 2, so we're just going to leave that there. Yes. (laughs) Now, the actress who played Eve, I'm an idiot, and I didn't write her name down. I didn't write her down either. I stopped after Claire, I think. I have it here in my fun facts, though. Kathleen Cole. This is her only acting role, but she was a model at the time. Oh, okay. So I thought that was a fun little fun fact, right? Yeah. Our one man in this, like, that's not, you know, Billy and, you know, Billy's family. And, you know, our one leading man, Oliver Hudson, playing Kyle. Um, apparently he's the son of Kurt Russell. Really? I know, right? Huh, okay. So we've got like a six degrees of separation for the thing going on here, right? we do. Yeah. He was in Dawson's Creek. Um, the Scream Queens show, not the reality show, but the the drama comedy, right? Mm -hmm. And then the show Nashville. But I saw this one movie. Just last year, it's a Wes Craven produced movie called The Breed. Have you seen it? No. Yeah. Is, it a, on, is there wolves on the cover or something? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've be- seen it. I've seen the cover, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. So, yeah, I saw that just last year. I was like, oh, Wes Craven. Okay, cool. Nice. Uh, who else I got here? Uh, Billy's mother, Karen Conival. She did many movies of the week back in the day. That's how I remembered her, recognized nice. her right away. My favorites being. Alibi with Tori Spelling. Oh. <laughs> yes. And Maternal Instincts with Delta Burke. Nice. Yep. And the Dead Zone show, along oh. with like a hundred plus other things, but those were the one things I remember. For her, she definitely had that moment in the early 90s. And let's see here. Grown Billy Lens. I didn't write his name down because I'm an idiot, but he was in Bates Motel, which I just binged. Robert Mann, I think, is his name. Yeah. But the only thing I knew was was Bates Motel. But Mm -hmm. it's so fresh on my brain because I said, how come I missed this show first run? This is so good. I've heard it's really good. I still need to watch it. 
it's so good sucked in right away it was just like there was one of our quarantine shows and mm. i just couldn't we couldn't stop <laughs> and then let's see here grown agnes dean friss now he only has three acting roles but he is mainly a camera operator including this movie and final destination three i did note notice that about him that he did more behind the scenes stuff yep so I thought that was fun. Got a little role, got a little character. Yeah. Oh, I have one more fun fact. Um, I, we were talking before we started the show. I have notes in my notebook, notes printed out, notes written down, and then I have more notes on my phone too. So I'm like oh. juggling all four things. So yeah. the voice on the phone is Jennifer Metcalf. And that was her real voice at the time because she had got sick and lost her voice. So she basically did all the production's dialogue and her actual role was the production coordinator for this movie. Awesome. So the fact that she got sick and lost her voice, like, hey, let's use that. They're like, hey, you would be perfect for the really creepy, scary voice on the phone. It's like, thanks. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. I, I would take it as a compliment. I'm like, hey, my voice, I feel like shit. But like, hey, if it works, like, let's use right. it. Let's well, do this thing. And I know this is true because I saw it in an interview with her and um, the people in charge, and she didn't seem mad about it at all. <laughs> I would have been happy to have a part. You want me to be Billy's for, like scary phone calls? Yes, please. It's such a it's such a big part of the story. It's like key, right? It totally is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great, great cast. Um, that's all I got, though. There are, were other members, but I didn't mention them because... Yeah, it's a big yeah. cast. Big, huge cast. Really big oh. cast. But we love them all. They're so good. Yeah. Okay, moving on to cinematography. I've, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. Okay, so let's talk about our cinematographer on this one, okay? Robert McLaughlin. He did 13 Ghosts from 2001. Okay. Mm -hmm. Freddy versus Jason. Okay. Westworld. Mm -hmm. The Affair. Cursed. Oh. Ray Donovan. Final Destination 1 and 3. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. We got a we got a Final Destination thing going on with this one. We do. We have Final Destination and Willard going on on this mm -hmm. one. The big family, behind the scenes people and in front of the camera people. It's just yeah. one great big, you know, core of of crew. Okay. Thoughts on cinema cinematography, Miss Jamie? Oh, I thought like there was some cool cinematic things that were going on in here. Um, they did some cinematic nods to the first one, which I thought was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, some of the opening detail shots that they did. We had the plastic bag moments. We had some inside the plastic bag moments, which made me really happy because that's my favorite thing. One of my, I can't, I don't have one favorite thing. That's one of my favorite things in the original. Um, okay, some other things that I really liked, I loved like the pan by the windows, you know, when the girls are inside and he's like walking outside and there's like that pan again, another homage to the first one kind of. Yep. Um, I really like how it looks when the mom like crushes that ornament in her hands oh, and yeah. on top of the baby crib, like the way that the colors are, the way that the dad is sitting in the corner, the way everything is framed together just looked really, really good. And then, um, Hall crawl. I don't know exactly what that means, but hall crawl. I think I know. Maybe. Um, can we play the? Can we? Can we play the? What the hell is Jamie talking about? Game. <laughs> so good. <laughs> what? 
I think the hall crawl comes towards the end, you know, when the floor breaks away and and Agnes is crawling out and they're yes. kind of going between the the slats the and, yeah. and Kelly's trying to get away. And yes. it's it's also this amazing moment, which I should talk about in the text I'm gonna talk about right now when Eve's head is displayed Christmas tree topper, which I loved and it should have been my prop. Um anyway, I think that's what you were talking about. That is what I was talking about for sure. <laughs> so Hall Crawl, that was really cool. Um, I also really like the um, the red and green hallways, the way that the lights were flashing in them. Oh yeah. And then there's a couple eyeball non non disruptive eyeball <laughs> moments. I guess they're disruptive still. There's the moment where Agnes, as a kid, looks through the Christmas tree, and Billy's mm. on the other side. That was gorgeous. That was yes. so cool. And then there's the moment where Billy is peeping out of like the hole in the floor and watching her in the shower. Yep. I thought that was a really good moment too. There was a lot of little cinematic moments that I really liked. Yeah, and going back to the the few moments before the shower scene when you know she's puking her guts out. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> first of all, I just loved that scene because they pan so- over to her feet. Um, tense from the strain of getting sick and kind of prying loose one of the tiles. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's what my feet do do. The, I don't have tiles like that, but that's exactly what your body does. And I thought yeah. it was great. <laughs> totally. I love when like a, she's like a total champ. There's a scene where she like pukes into a cup like yep. before that, before yeah. she gets to the bathroom. And I'm like, fucking champ. <laughs> she's a pro. She's a pro, man. Um, so... I did think about you as soon as I saw the hallway delight. Oh yeah, it was good. So much festive. hallways, so much hallway delight in this festive hallway delight. Mm-hmm. Actually, I called it Christmas hallway delight. So close yes. enough. Also, we have toilets of horror for you as well. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. And my other big note was it's very red. I don't know what I was talking about. I think I was just the overall sch- schematic of everything was very red and the lights and yeah yeah there's a lot of red light in it mm-hmm. i liked it i liked it me too all right moving on to special effects it doesn't matter what happened what matters is what looks like what happened and what looks like what happened is pretty nasty okay i need to i need to go back because i did exactly what i said i wasn't going to do and i forgot something so I got one more effects note and then we can do, I got one more cinematography note and then we can do effects. Sorry, Jesse. Sorry, Jamie. That's okay. Paul Stark, everybody but the center. <laughs> Offense. Thanks, Walt. Okay, I knew there was something I was missing. And one last note on cinematography. I have a fun fact for cinematography. Okay. Ooh. All right. So this, it reads here on the internet. So, you know. As the majority of the film takes place during a blackout inside the sorority house, the cinematographers and lighting department were forced forced to find inventive ways on how to achieve appropriate lighting so it wasn't too dark for us, which they did a great job on. Was going to mention that too. We could still see the action even though it was dark. Yeah, for right? sure. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ways that they did this was they cut holes in the walls. Oh, makes sense. Okay. Right? Let some light in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was a fun little yeah. fun fact on our cinematography. Very interesting. Yeah. And now for effects. It doesn't matter what happened. What matters is what looks like what happened. And what looks like what happened is pretty nasty. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it Ugh. was. 
<laughs> what you got, Jamie? I mean, um, like I said before, this era of like 2000, let's say like 2002 to 2009 or something, maybe in that range, horror movies um, had this really hyper gory, um, kind of like the hyper realistic, but really over the top kind of looking gore. Um, mm -hmm. Such a gore horror. I do love it. Um, <laughs> so, um, man, Mama Cookies, I thought that was like just delightful. I love everything that they did with the eyeballs. Um, the There's a moment where there's blood in the overhead light. Um, I think at the yeah. hospital when they're in there. I thought that was really nice. Also like that there was multiple kill weapons, kill, multiple kill techniques in this thing. So many. Um, I do have to say, though, I hate the yellow skin. I didn't think it was necessary. Um, and it was a little distracting. So I didn't know where else to put that other than special effects. Right. Um, he had like kind of a Hulk look to him at times, um, <laughs> which I didn't really think was necessary. Um, but anyway, um, not a fan of that. But um, all the kill special effects I loved. The kills were great. All 18 of them. They were so yeah. good. And we talked about those a lot. I couldn't pick, hardly pick a favorite because there were so many great ones. So many eyeball torture scenes. I just loved, loved, loved as I mentioned in What the Hell is Jamie Talking About, Eve's head is a Christmas tree topper. That's one of my favorite effects reveals. That's not an actual kill. And then all the eyeballs hanging off of it oh and the goodness. other heads. That so whole, I don't know eyeballs. how that tree, that decorated tree, didn't end up on both of our prop lists. I know, right? What the fuck? I know. Just so many props. We we went in. I think we went into overload in a lot of our topics on this one. And we just got overwhelmed and kind of quit. Yeah. Right. I'm going to add that to my prop list now. I do want the decorated, fully decorated Christmas tree. Me too. Me too. That would that be the best tree to have up at Christmas yeah. time? <laughs> um, and about the yellow skin. Okay. So when I saw this movie for the first time, way back, I was only so-so on it. I liked it okay, but it wasn't even close to being something I loved or was a favorite, right? And that was a big part of it. I just, the whole, I like that we get a little bit more of Billy's backstory. That part is fun. But that part of the backstory was, it just kind of, it took me out of the action a little bit. And then mm -hmm. also part of me thought to myself, I kind of liked it, the mystery of the original I did too. We'll get right. into the backstory. I have a lot of thoughts on that. I figure I'm I'll excited. save it for story or for sure. we'll save it for pacing a little bit too. Yeah. But I have a lot of thoughts on the backstory. Wonderful. Yeah. But yeah, but like the, the glowing yellow skin, and I know that is an actual condition and I'm sorry if this seems insensitive, but it was very like, it kind of took me out of the movie. Me too. And of course, like, you know, um, the I just didn't think it was necessary for the character because the character I like having some mystery to my villains honestly yeah. because yeah. that's a little bit more unsettling to not yep. know exactly why a person is doing what they're doing it mm -hmm. adds like a level of fear to that person because you can't really figure them out um so I just didn't think it was necessary for him um I don't really think it added I don't really think it added to Billy in a in a meaningful way it was just distracting for me agreed agreed all right anything else because i think that's all i got i think that's it for me okay cool 
it's time for music. Ooh, so much music notes for me. Aww, go for it. Okay, well, first and foremost, I have some fun facts for our music, okay? Okay. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Ready. Well, this movie, first of all, it was composed by Shirley Walker. And she died just before this movie came out at 61 years old from a stroke. Complications from a stroke. And um, very, very sad. But they did um, dedicate this movie to her memory in the credits, which was lovely. Now, she either composed or orchestrated hundreds of things. But my favorites. And I have a list. Are we ready? Ready. Okay. So ready pants. Ready pants. Tucker's Witch. Ghoulies, Fear, Uh True Lies, The Flash television show from 1991 with John Wesley Shipp, Memoirs of the Invisible Man with Chevy Chase. (laughs) We've got such a variety here. And these are all things that I have seen. Like, I haven't thought about the memoirs since I was a kid and I loved it. That was one of my grandma movies, very near and dear to my heart. The Haunting of Sea Cliff Inn with Ali Sheedy. Final Destinations 1, 2, and 3. Okay. Child's Play Part 2. Oh. Nightbreed. Oh, hell yeah. Cujo. Nice. The Others. Okay. And going to Christmas, Christmas Vacation. Ah, <laughs> Love Scro- that movie. And Scrooged. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Now, this was fun for me, too, because... I've not seen this. I didn't know it existed, but I have to find it now. I don't know what this is, but I have to know. Tales from the Crypt from 2002. The Ritual. It starred Jennifer Grey, Craig Schaefer, and Tim Curry. Mm. How did I miss this? Yeah, it sounds great. I know. Gotta see it. Gotta see it. It's a must. That that movie, I didn't even know it existed. I have to find it. Anyway. Uh, Yeah. Another fun fact on our music was most of the sorority sisters in this film were named after famous singers who made memorable Christmas songs, such as um, Kelly Presley. Obviously, we know who she's named after. Melissa Kitt, Eartha Kitt. Dana Mathis, Johnny Mathis. Claire Crosby, obviously Bing, right? Lee Colvin, Sean Colvin, Megan Helms for Bobby Helms. Oh, and Heather Lee Fitzgerald, we have Brenda Lee and Ella Fitzgerald. That's fun. And that's about it. But those are some pretty heavy hitters on the music, and I love that they included those. Yeah, that's fun. For our songs, we have our wonderful Christmas standards, and of course, Tchaikovsky's The Nutcracker. We have The Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies. We have the good old classic, Everyone's Waiting for the Man with the Bag, Silent Night, Jingle Bells, Deck the Halls, The Arabian Dance from the Nutcracker, Waltz of the Flowers, uh, and Carol of the Bells, and The Waltz of the Snowflakes. I love this score so much. I love this music. It's my fave. I love all the, so I will say, I love all the carols. Like, I love all the Christmas songs, and most of the music, most of the score, I like. I will say there were a couple points where the music was a little distracting for me. The score, um, mm-hmm. it gets a little cartoony. Like there's some like silly suspense kind of like, it's really like 
suspenseful. Um, so there were a, p- a few points where the score did like kind of distract me a little where I'm like, that's a lot. That's a little cartoony for me. But overall, it was good. <laughs> you know what I think they were trying to do? And I could be completely wrong is I think they were maybe trying to emulate a little bit of the unsettling stings from the original. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and just miss the mark a little bit. Yeah. Again, just a little like it's just a little too much at a, at a few yeah. points. Yeah, exactly. So, but great music. Love the songs. And I just love it. Love it so much. Shirley Walker. Good job. R.I.P. Yeah, I know. Yeah. This one's for you, Shirley. It is. It is. It's so sad that she didn't get to see this one finalized. I know. Bummer. Yeah. But it will live on. Exactly. Okay. Aging. Stand the test of time. Yeah. I mean, it does have the early 2000s feel, of course. Absolutely. Not in a bad way. But nope. I, again, like that era of movies, I was in it while it was happening. So I watched these some of these movies when they came out. And like, um, I have like fallen so in love, like in hindsight, like now I, I like love that that particular time, like that early 2000s. It's just so good. Um, really fun, really fun cast, really pretty cast, really pretty people getting really fucked up. Um, that <laughs> is in a nutshell, two, early 2000s horror movies, and I am fucking for it. Um, but it, that being said, it does very much look like a early 2000s movie. Very much. Not that it's a bad thing. And, you know, we have a lot of cell phones in there that if you look, you're like, okay. You know, even the ring back tone being um, the Sugar Plum Fairies, you know, the fact that she had set her ringtone to yes, that for the yes, holidays. Yes. I feel like that is not something people do now. But um, I don't people did back then. On. <laughs> I don't, I know, my, ringer hasn't, my ringer hasn't been on for months. Same, but, like, when that was the thing to have, like, songs as your ringtone, I had them, you know what I mean? Like, and the fact that she, like, said it specifically for the holiday time, that ages it a little bit, but. Yep. (laughs) Yep. But it looks good. It still looks good. And you know what? I I think I'm I'm having flashbacks. Back when we did this originally, I think my fashion moment might have been the pink razor phone. Oh, I had one, you know. So I like, did too. I had three because I, I kept loved breaking my them. pink razor. Yeah, I loved that phone. It was so badass. I'd wanted it so bad, and then I finally got it, and I was like, "Yes, I know." <laughs> but do you remember taking selfies with the screen closed? Yeah, <laughs> those grainy ass little selfies in that little I know, window. I know. Oh, oh man, how far we've come in the phones. I know. Wow. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's true though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that was my fashion moment. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was before we had the prop segment too. So that obviously might have been a prop. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is, um, it's a fairly new movie. It's obviously not from the 70s, 80s or 90s. But Mm -hmm. you know, it it does have some years behind it. And I think it still does hold up and is becoming a classic more and more every year. Yeah, like I said, it still looks great. And um, the special effects in it, like the gore in it, still look really good. <laughs> yeah, they do. Like, because really, those eyeballs are amazing. Because guess what? It's all practical. It's not mm-hmm. crappy CGI that dates out. Exactly. So it makes it, you know, it makes it like last that much longer. Yep. Good on you guys. Good on you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Twist. 
It's too late, Kruger. I know the secret now. Do you have a list? I do have a list here. Good. <clears throat> All right. You guys want to hear some it. twists? You guys want to hear some twists? Okay. Billy tries to escape every year. Billy was born yellow. <laughs> Billy's mom murdered his dad. Mom fucked Billy. Oops. Agnes is Billy's sister daughter. <laughs> Billy is Agnes's brother father. Um, Agnes is alive. Oh shit, is that cheating porn? Okay, it's 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 porn of some kind with her sister roommate person. Storm is making the police pre- uh, response very difficult. It's both Agnes and Billy. Ah! That's what I have. <laughs> ah! And that is my choice. <laughs> I might have missed go. a few in there, but it's a pretty complete list. <laughs> that is, that's good. I love your twist list. They're my favorite. I got nothing to add except I just wrote, Kyle, you cheating bastard. Yes, <laughs> asshole. Yeah. And they kind of threw him in as like almost like a red herring, like the way that they set him up, you know? But of course, like yeah. we all know as the audience that it's, you know, Billy. Right. But they did get they did throw him in as a bit of a, a red herring, you know, for for our for our actual sisters. And we also know as the audience that that is way too obvious when they're showing him look menacing up at the sorority house after his girlfriend leaves, you know, and making him look like a bad guy. We know right then it can't be him. We're like, yeah, that's you're trying to fool us. It's mm-hmm. a red herring. Exactly. So we're too smart for you. It's over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pacing. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? Like, I don't know. It didn't really lag in too many points except for maybe a little bit of the backstory a little bit. But it's a quick movie. There's a lot of, you know, chase going on. And again, it's an hour and a half exactly how I like my movies. Yeah, you know, um, I only had one complaint about the pacing. And that was Billy's backstory. Um I honestly thought that they gave, and again, this is kind of story too, but I honestly mm. thought that they spent too much time on Billy's backstory. Um, it kind of distracted from the action of like the actual story. The present um, day action. Yes. So like every time it took you back to Billy's backstory, mm-hmm. I kind of like glazed over a little bit. Not that I, you know, it's cool to kind of learn a little bit more about him, but because we get a little bit of Billy pre going to the house, like we have a little bit of him in in custody, mm-hmm. in jail, in prison, because mm-hmm. it's like we already have that, and then you throw in the backstory, and so it just every time you do it, it kind of just takes away from the actual story that's happening. So for me, those parts, the parts of the backstory, just dragged it down um, as far as pacing. Uh, I just didn't think a lot of the backstory was necessary. I kind of like having the mystery of Billy from before. I definitely agree on that. Um, I wanted, I would have liked, like, mm. I wanted a little bit more backstory from the original, but not quite so much. As you said, it just took us out of what's happening to the sisters in present day. Yeah, and like, they just, 
the backstory threw so many things at us, right? So yeah. it's like, you know, it would be backstory enough that Billy had a rough childhood, right? Yes. That like, you know, his mother didn't love him and, you know, she killed his father who was kind to him and was good to him. Um, and, you know, she fucked him. Um, you know, so like they just threw so many things into the backstory. And he's yellow, you know, and it's like <laughs> And he's we, yellow. We and you know, again, and mom fucked him. Like we could have just like narrowed it down and picked like one of those things that would have given us a little bit of empathy and understanding for Billy. Just one of those things alone. Like he had a rough childhood, his mom hated him, didn't accept him, killed his dad, like fine, you know, but it's also yeah. he's yellow. He has like an yeah. inbred child. Like yeah. it's it's just so much. <laughs> yeah, that, that after the that cut off, you're like, fine. I think we should have left it there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, let's move right along to flesh out the story a little bit more, huh? Yeah. Tell us the story. What story? Yours. So, did you know that this was based on real life serial killer Ed Kemper? Oh, I didn't know that, but I, I do know about Ed Kemper, so I could see that. Right. So, yeah, so Glenn Morgan based the character of Billy on on Ed and his childhood um, uh, situation. <laughs> so, you know, it makes a little more sense now that I knew that. Sure. But, yeah, I agree. That, that my, but, honestly, that was my only complaint about the story is what we just said in pacing. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think. Um, other than that, like, I liked what they did with each of the sisters. Again, you can see, like, um, some similarities in some of them to, to some of the characters from the original. Like, Lauren is very much like Margot's character in the first one, uh, which I liked. But she was also still her own person. Yes. It wasn't, like, a straight... Nope. duplication um so that's something that i thought was really smart about this one um just the way that they kind of like wove the original into new characters it's pretty brilliant actually it, it really was i digged it and you know um jess is one of my favorite final girls of all time from mm -hmm. the original um especially just because she doesn't follow that traditional mold of the final girl you know i mean she's she's like considering an abortion like she wants to get yes. an abortion Definitely not like your standard final girl, though that's changed so much over time now. But um, now this was in the seventies too. I mean, yes, it was into very into perspective. Yeah, it was very progressive. She was a very pro progressive version of a final girl, and I really love that about her. She's mm -hmm. so real for that, um, and the fact that her boyfriend doesn't agree um, mm -hmm. is really upset about it. But I like what they did with the boyfriend in this one. They didn't duplicate that storyline, but right. they did still make him this character that, you know, he kind of like turns on her. He kind of, he goes from being this boyfriend that's like really sweet to her and stuff mm -hmm. to like, oh, wait, he like cheated with my my sorority sister and he's filming these like rendezvous mm -hmm. um, and posting them online, I guess. Um, yeah. So again, there's that taking, taking inspiration from the original storyline, but making it something new. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I thought that was cool. And, you know, let's talk about the, the boyfriend again. And as you said, he starts off sweet and caring. But in, but he before he does his complete, you know, turnaround, <clears throat> excuse me, you're seeing shades of it. Like when he's going, when he's at the house and they're all there and he's clearly the townie, mm -hmm. right? And he's like, yep. you guys don't know what it's like. 
to live here your whole life and this is what it is but this is just a game to you yeah yeah so i liked that as well i did too okay scary Um, I mean, of course, no, no, but the gore was great. <laughs> oh yeah. There's icky moments for sure. Like, um, it's not the guy, you know, I, we don't really get scared, but, um, it's, it does, there's some moments that give you that little stomach turn, like with uh -huh. the gore, which I love, you know, I love when a movie will do that to me. I am, that is something that I'm still capable of experiencing. <laughs> I'm desensitized enough to like the scariness that I don't get scared, but I can still get like a stomach, you know pull when I see like a good gore moment um so there are a couple of them in there where I had that little like ooh, that feeling and I'm like yes <laughs> it's kind of magical when you do have that reaction because we don't react too much and so I when we, know when we get to genuinely have that little feeling again that inkling of ooh, it's mm. great it yeah. is so yes. I appreciate that movie I appreciate this movie for giving me a couple of those little stomach turns Loved it. I don't know if I felt any of that for this one. Honestly, I don't. I did a couple times. I'm trying to think of specifically what it was, but um, I did have a couple moments of that. Yeah, I'm sure I did. You know what? The the one moment I did was the flesh cookies. Definitely that, that, was, that was definitely one. <laughs> when he's eating them and then there's the milk and he's yeah. like pressing a pull on them because it's like this like really tough like human Jerky flesh. Cookie. <laughs> yeah, in kind of a kind of a Christmas tree shape, but not really because it's human flesh. Um, yeah, yeah, that was good. That did give me the stomach turn up for sure. I'll give you that. Oh one. yeah, in the yeah. best way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Hey, Jamie. Yes. Do you have taglines? Oh, do I ever? Taglines. What you got, girl? Well, um, hold on to your Santa hats, folks, because this one has 11 taglines. Oh, um, my goodness. <clears throat> here we go. I'm just going to go through them real quickly here. You might lose your voice on this one. I know I might because there's like a lot of them. Okay. This holiday season, the sleigh, S-L-A-Y, ride begins. <laughs> Terror is, it's capitalized, but I don't know why. Terror is coming home for the holidays. On the 25th day of the 12th month, one man will creep around your house and leave no one alive. <laughs> what the fuck? So much like math that. in that one. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> this Christmas, he'll treat them like family. Silent night, evil night. Everybody dies. Okay. Fact. <laughs> Let the sleigh ride begin. Sleigh, S-L-A-Y? Yeah. Okay, I think I found my favorite one. Here we go. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Now I want eyeballs. <laughs> Wait, that's a tagline? Yeah. <laughs> that's officially my favorite one. Okay. No, that was real. I thought that was just you. No, <laughs> it's on the list. Okay. From the, from the creators of Final Destination, just a factual one. Right. The ultimate sleigh ride. They really were going with the sleigh thing. Yeah. Um, and then this December, terror is coming home. Definitely. And that is the, the 11 taglines. I know. <laughs> Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Now, I want eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wrote that oh. needs to be your best friend. 
I know. It's like somebody went into my head and like pulled that one out. Like that one is great. That one. I didn't read them all yet. This was a first reading for me. I just had them queued up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that one was a treat. I seriously thought you made that up. Like that was you. I, I wish. I wish I made that up. I oh wish God. I made that up. Perfect. Perfect. So perfect. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay. <clears throat> Overall movie rating. So happy with oh the eyes Oh my god, eyeballs galore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Pretty it's much. It's true. Sums it up. Okay. Since the original was your favorite, I'm very interested to know how this ranks. Ooh, yeah. So it's like... It's like... I tried when I was like thinking of my movie rating for this, I really tried to kind of put the original out of my head a little bit mm -hmm. because, you know, for me, again, this is my favorite Christmas movie, the original, and right. it's one of my, it's just one of my favorite slashers. I actually consider it to be one of the most important like proto slashers mm -hmm. to the slasher genre. I mean, this came before Halloween, you mm -hmm. know, um, Bob Clark actually, I mean, talk to John Carpenter about the movie he would create, which was Halloween. Um, so this movie has a Black Christmas really like led the way for slashers. It has a lot of the classic tropes of slasher movies. So for me, I have to like kind of try and separate this movie from that because nothing will ever compare for me. Um, I mean, we got John Saxon in it too. Like, come on. You don't have John in this one. You know JS in this one. I had to like look up pictures of him after this movie just because from black christmas because i'm like i didn't get any js in this one so i need to look up some js photos so i had to do that all of that being said i really think this movie is a lot of fun um it's one that has grown on me over time for sure and so for that i think i'm gonna give it like a mm, like a solid seven yeah and maybe maybe one eyeball so a little bit over a seven, not like a seven and a half, but a seven and an eyeball. It's um better than middle of the road. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But um, yeah, seven and an eyeball. So I have a very interesting, I don't remember what I rated this originally, but I know that it was way lower than it is now. And I'll tell you why it's way lower. It's way lower than it is now because since we recorded this originally on the dolls, and now I saw the 2019 one. And when I'm comparing them, this one went way up. <laughs> so this is way higher than it used to be for me just based on that experience with that movie. So I am pretty much on board with you. I think maybe before like four years ago, this might have been like a five-ish for me yeah still solid still something i watch every year and recommend to people for sure but now i think i'm with you i'm it's closer to a seven and probably a christmas tree topper head there we go yeah so yeah seven and a half most likely for me and i'm really curious i got to go back and listen to what i gave it um originally back then but i'm pretty sure that this is really really risen a lot since i saw the newest remake yeah i haven't seen the 2019 one i really don't have a lot of interest in it it's one of those where like i can't i can't judge it i can't critique it because right. i haven't seen it but 
I, you know, it just did not call to me. Um, and again, I think it's because I flip Black Christmas so much. It's like, uh, mm -hmm. it's already really great the way that it is. And we already have a really solid uh, remake of it, like reboot of it in this one. So yep. I don't really think a third version is like necessary. It's true. It's true. I have something on that in fun facts too. I can't remember the exact numbers, but this movie, the one we're talking about tonight, tanked the box office failed big time Didn't. yeah but the other one failed worse okay and this one cost way less to make as well wow so looks, i mean it looks good <laughs> yes so this this one did better than the other one and cost less money to make so anyway there you go, there you go. yeah i would say maybe don't watch it until if the time comes, we're going to be doing this uh, for the show and then go into it blind like that. Yeah. If that's something that you wanted to do on a Christmas episode one time, I would say just save it for that. So that way you're like, it's fresh. You don't have any, you know, any memories from it. Just just do it like that. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, we don't do a lot of them where, you know, like I trash the movie or I'm like, I hated it. Um, you know, I think 31 was one of the only ones where I was like, I hated it. <laughs> and even then you were really change. nice about it, too. I was really nice about it. But I was like, yeah, I did not like this one. It was gross in ways that I am not a fan of. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be fun. It could be fun to do the the other remake next year or something and and. I could be a little meaner about it than I usually am. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So I would say just save it for whenever this episode comes up. If we do it, just there watch we it go. then. Watch then it then. Reason. Exactly. And you, then you can talk about it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> Amy gets mean. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody says it's so funny when I'm like mad, you know, so that'll be funny to. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to be extra mean on that one. Grinchy. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you feel it in your heart. Only if I feel it in my heart. Exactly. Right. You're not going yes. into, you're not, you know, let's be clear. You don't go into any movie hate, wanting to hate it. Or I go into every movie apart. wanting to love it. Why exactly. else would I watch it? You know, some of them I'm like, I know I'm not going to love it, but I don't go into it not wanting to. I'm like, right. I hope I at least like it. I mean, I hope so too. I really do. Um, but um, again, we'll see. Stay tuned, folks, next year, two, three, whenever it happens. Stay yeah. tuned. <laughs> Okay, fun facts. That's the fact, Jack! That's the fact, Jack! So many, so many fun facts. Okay, so this one's nice. Obviously, you know, people who know know, the sanitarium in this film is Clark Sanitarium, referencing Bob, of course. All the girls did their own stunts, according to the internet. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of the stuff I've already mentioned, so bear with me, guys. Lisa Chabert injured her leg on her first day of shooting when she was crawling into the crawl space. The door slammed shut on her leg. Oof. Yep. And I know, that, I know that. No. And she had to go to the doctor and everything. She had crutches. So that's probably why she was sitting down for most of the movie. Makes sense. Yeah. So, and I know that's true because I saw her say it in an interview. The scene in which Billy puts on a Santa Claus suit upon leaving his mental institution is a reference to Billy Chapman from Silent Night, Deadly Night. Mm, nice. Right? I could see that. 
Yeah, that one made me smile a little bit. Um, I talked about this already. The final credits include a message saying goodbye, Shirley, as a tribute to our composer, Shirley Walker. And then, last but not least, Mrs. Mack is killed when a falling icicle impales her head. This may be another reference to Bob Clark, uh, the director, of course, of the original, and A Christmas Story, as the lead character is warned in A Christmas Story by his mother that those icicles have been known to kill people. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's so cute. That great? <laughs> that's so cute. I didn't even think about that, but that's awesome. I didn't either. Thank you, Internet. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take credit for that one. That was not me. Okay. It is time for shout outs. First and foremost, of course, we must shout out our Patreons John, Daryl, Mike, Bill. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> oh, we love you guys. We, we hope sure your spooky season is just as wonderful as ours has been. Yes. Mm -hmm. We also need to shout out all of our other listeners. We love you too. And we also hope your spooky season is just as wonderful as ours has been. Yay! Hope it's filled with spooky delights. Absolutely. And we want to know what are your favorite Christmas horror films? Give us some recommendations. Maybe some we haven't seen yet. We would love to know what you love. And non-Christmas horror films as well. You know, I'm a Christmas crazy person over here. And I am not genre specific. I will watch any Christmas movie no matter what. Horror or not. So bring them on. We want to oh, know. Yeah. And maybe we just might cover some of those that you mentioned in next year's episodes. Could so, be. Yeah. Next, we have to shout out our resident artist, Clark. So what are you, an artist or something? These are rather good. They're very good, actually. Oh, Clark, we love you. We love you. So much. All the magic. All the magic comes out when you create your pieces. So excited to see what you have coming up next. I know. Oh, so good. And then our resident author, David O'Hanlon. What's that book about? Oh, this is something special you know i'm sure we've talked about this before david's you know thing is babysitter massacre books right yeah. i would love a, some sorority massacre mixed in there too i'd love a holiday one i'll have to check his collection and see if he did like has done any holiday ones i i want to say he did like a fourth of july one that i noticed oh, yeah um, so he might have like a holiday one out there. So I'm going to look, David. I'm sorry. I don't know off the top of my head. But if you haven't done a Christmas slasher, you'd be great at one. Oh, please. Please. Yes. I'd read that every season. Every season. And last but not least, we need to bring on producer Jesse. Hello. So Hi. producer Jesse, since we had already done this movie in the very beginning of the show, did you have like yes, yeah. I absolutely did because um it was funny the the one the one that got me was um the one about Dick Cheney being a better uh sister or, uh than than your sister because that was the opening to the original episode. Like, oh, was it? That was what I used to for the intro. And so when I heard it again, I'm like, oh, wow, full circle. Like, it was just so funny how how I 
how we came back to that after that. But yeah, that's where that came from. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I thought of. And when I was like, yeah. oh right, I t- I remember this now. Like all yeah. of the like the cascade effect with my brain was like, oh, I get it all now. Yeah, no, it's there. <laughs> yeah, it was just so interesting because it was so early on. It wasn't like something that we visited. We revisited halfway through the course of these podcasts, but it was one of the first episodes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, this is when we were. Yeah, we were still trying to. Um, you know, we were still figuring ourselves out, and you know how we sounded we and were. everything. And yeah, that that was when I was one of the million ways I was tinkering with intros before we landed on the formula that works so well right now. So, but. by the way, the intro that you did for the episode after this one, when we briefly covered 2019, favorite intro ever. <laughs> which which one <laughs> for the 2019 one? Yeah. Um, Tori said some things along the lines of Summer, you can't kill someone with a bendy candy cane. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. In we fact, need... Je- Jesse, in, in honor of the, orig- in, in the origins of this podcast and the intro for those episodes were basically my most favorite intro ever that Jesse's done, probably to date. Can we just, you know, pay tribute to that episode and hear that intro again? Hey listeners, Jesse here, and welcome to the bonus podcast from the original Black Christmas. Yay, free stuff! Well, I mean, to be fair, it's all free. I mean, you don't have to pay for any of the other episodes. It's a free podcast. Anyway, so in case any of you wanted a quick recap of what took place in the last episode, I went ahead and threw together a highlight reel so that everybody would be on the same page and there would be no confusion whatsoever. All right, here we go. In my little notepad, I wrote, meh, goalie mask. Big furry coat, so much fur. Everybody else was kind of eh. What is up with that Christmas tree? It's him again, the moaner. He moaned before and now he's dying. The rocking chair was very psycho. Crazy cat lady. It's a fun one. Hot chalky and rum. I don't like drunks. When you're so shit faced. I'm being kidnapped by a handsome stranger. He's like, what the fuck? We'll have to work on our eyebrow gestures. You know what's satisfying? Seeing somebody being stabbed in the neck with a pointy candy cane. Death by candy cane. I liked to break it off so I could suck on an inch and a half of it. Shut up. Oh my god. No, you don't suck on it. (laughs) I don't know what planet you grew up on. Girl, stop. I'm sorry. I don't know, Summer, but you can't kill someone with a bendy candy cane. It's already in a shape. It's the shape of a candy cane. I poked myself. (laughs) Okay, this is... (laughs) getting weird <laughs> awesome <laughs> oh that was funny <laughs> so awesome oh yeah <laughs> and i should also say the show was so so not fleshed out yet that that was when we were covering two movies in one episode yeah you and, told me yeah and it was still only like an hour long so, yeah. Anyway, that's why some of the references were for original Black Christmas as well. So, Jesse, thank you for indulging me on that little trip down memory lane. Oh, yeah, no. Thank thanks. you for, as I say, thank you for letting me dust off that old chestnut there. So, we <laughs> so Jesse, with talking to in conclusion, Jesse. thank you for all the hard Damn work it. you've done on the show back then and now. Oh, yes. Ab- absolutely. I, um, 
I, I, I seriously, I love this podcast so much. And I, I love now that we have so much, we have such a big body of work that like going back to those very, very early episodes, it's just no, it's a lovely walk down memory lane. I mean, it was pre COVID. Like, I mean, just what? like think of where you were pre COVID, you know, I mean, how different your life was. I mean, that's, that's how nostalgic these episodes, like the, that, that clip, that's how nostalgic that was because I, did not listen to that ahead of time until Summer asked me to bring it up for this episode. So, yeah. Yep. But um, I'm just glad that we've been doing this for three years running now. And um, I'm, I'm sorry, but wait. I'm just glad that we've been doing this for three years running now. And I really am just I'm, I'm honored that we have like such an awesome listenership. And a special thanks to all of you listeners out there for all of your tremendous support. And just to point out that all of our Dolls of Horror goodness can be found at thedollsofhorror.com, including episodes, interviews, and merchandise. You can follow us on the social medias on Facebook and Instagram at the Dolls of Horror and Twitter at just Dolls of Horror. And if you prefer email and want to reach out and say hi, get some feedback or even some movie suggestions, you can at the Dolls of Horror at yahoo.com. And if you're willing and able to help support the show so that it can keep growing, please feel free to check out our Patreon page at the Dells of Horror, where you can access our entire back catalog, where we have several unaired episodes at any given time. And in addition, you'll get a free Dells of Horror t-shirt in the style of your choice, which you can check out on our website or simply follow the link in the description. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. You're welcome. Girl, I'm already thinking about next year's Christmas spooky season. I know, me too. I got movies rolling around in my head for it. I know. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to pick. There's so many to choose from. There I mean, really are. I changed my mind three times on this one. So, yeah. yeah. But I'm really glad that I remembered that I wanted to do this one before it was too late because I had so much fun. Totally. This was a great pick. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that, I'm done. Are you done? I'm done. All right. So, with that, I'm Summer. I'm Jamie. And you have been listening to the Dolls of Horror. We will talk to you later. Have a wonderful holiday season. Bye. Bye. This has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Dolls of Horror or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash the Dolls of Horror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Um, we haven't talked to you yet. <laughs> I was bringing you on. And oh, I got right. Yeah. I'm hey. Sorry. I was like, wait, where am I? I don't even know what's <laughs> happening. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> made a TikTok mashup video of a TikTok I made. He split the screen and was, and was like, save the horror for Halloween. What is this Christmas horror stuff? Like, he was like <gasps> so over it. And I was like, oh. Dude. What can men do against such reckless hate? <laughs> Shit, let me take my rings off. Right out with me. Let me take my jewelry off. Right out and meet them. My, my ears off, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm... hell no. For death and glory. For your people.
I was like, I haven't responded because I want to find the best response. The horn of Helm Hammerhand shall sound in the deep one last time. But it was yes. just so funny because I thought to myself, Halloween is for amateurs. Let this be the hour when we draw swords together. People who only celebrate spooky in October, they're not really spooky. Yes, asshole. Mr. Kringle is soon gonna jingle the bells that'll tingle all your troubles away. Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag, cause Christmas is coming again. He's got a sleigh full, it's not gonna stay full. He's got stuff to drop at every stop of the way. Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag, cause Christmas is coming again. He'll be prayers that you've made through the year you'll get yours if you've done everything you should extra special good he'll make this december the one you'll remember the best and the merriest you ever did have everybody's waiting for the man with a bag christmas is here